Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of Glee. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. And my name is Ian Brodsky. And Ian, do you know why you're here today? Um, kind of not really. Um, Great. I know that we are doing bonus content episode number three. Yes, yes, um, yes. And I know that it is a surprise for me. It's a surprise for you. Um, it is my hope that it will be something we can do every time um, we finish a season and our little hiatuses. Because it feels like a great way to talk about Glee in terms of, like, the Glee fandom. I, th- I think of this as the activity we're doing today is we're kind of, like, testing the temperature of where Glee fandom was during the time that it was airing. Um, okay. And by that, of course, I do mean welcome to the first ever um, semi-annual uh, Glee fan fiction book club that I have invited you to. <laughs> Ooh! Um, this is something I, I've been thinking about nonstop since we started this podcast. Um, cause like, okay, cards on the table, everyone. Uh, I fucking love fan fiction. Great art. It's a great way to interact with properties you love. Um, and I was like, God, what were people writing about? Like as Glee was coming out. And so I decided to find out and I decided to share my findings with you today without your knowledge um, about what we were doing. I cannot wait. Thank you so much. Yes. So I'm calling this a book club in as much as we're not going to, you didn't have to read anything beforehand. And I am not going to sit here and read you an entire uh, 50,000 word fan fiction word for word. It's um, a lot of words. But we're going to get a little bit of like find out and talk about the the culture of fan fiction at the time let's do it so um also just disclaimer folks um karina and i are working with um modified equipment today so if we sound different or you hear appliances or dogs or um any sort of distracting background noises um just uh pretend they're not there i guess it's fully a heat wave at least where i am um same. And I would, if I had to record without a fan blowing on me, I would die. So. Exactly. Exactly. I got an air conditioner and three animals, so. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a great name for an album. Um. Yeah. So, let me tell you about the parameters that we have done here. So I can tell you about what we're working with. Um, first off, I'm using the popular fanfiction website Archive of Our Own, here for, to forward known as AO3. Probably more people were writing on fanfiction.net during that time, but fanfiction.net is a hellhole, and we will not go there. Also, it doesn't have as good search terms. So what I have done is searched for completed fanfictions in English that were written from, um, what was it? F- uh, five. Uh, May uh, 19th of 2009, so when... The season really started, not counting that, like, first episode it showed however long ago, to uh, June 8th, 2010. So that was roughly the airing of season one. So these fan fictions were only written during that time, which means people had no prior, no more context than you do right now, Ian. Um, And we're going to dive in. 
So my first question to you is, what do you think is the... Okay, because we all know there's two reasons to write fanfiction. One is that uh, something happened in the canon of the show that you don't like and you want to fix it. Or two, Mm -hmm. um, you're gay. And so you're not getting the representation that you want. And so you want to take your show and make it gay. Okay. Um, I thought it was going to be a thing where it's like, gays write fan fiction is just an accepted and known thing. I mean, I will say, I think the phrase gays write fan fiction is not untrue. I don't know if it's like <laughs> a proverb that we all know, but yeah. A lot if of fan fiction. Must write. A lot of fan fiction is inherently queer because that is what people are not seeing on the show. So they're like, what if I take these characters and made them kiss? So. <laughs> Exactly. My dog like that. So on that note, I would like you to take a guess. So what I what I have here first is the most what they call kudos, the most liked fan fiction from my things. So and it is a romantic pairing. So it's the one that has the most likes. What? Who do you think it's a pairing between? I feel like you might have asked me this in the past, and like I gave you a half answer, and you were like, interesting, interesting, and then like we never mm-hmm. revisited it. Um, that's not me not trying to stall. Um, hmm. A pairing. Um, I think um, because you said gay. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go either Puck and Finn mm-hmm. or Kurt and Finn or like Kurt and Puck. Like some sort of like marrying, no pun intended, of two of those three, if not all three, because it's the internet and there are no rules. Correct. Um, you basically hit the nail on the head. Um, the first one, and I'm also not gonna, like, uh, I want to be very clear here, I'm not ragging on anyone's art. Um, I love all fanfiction writers, and so I'm also not gonna, like, just say who their buyer the title. You can find them if you want. But we're just gonna go on the, the content. Uh, this is a Kurt Ham- Hummel slash Noah Puckerman fic. Um, oh my god. Yep. Some of our uh, tags we have are uh, flirting, bullying, singing, gossip, and first kiss. So, You know, all the food groups. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, you're right. Um, I'm just going to read you the opening <laughs> paragraph of, of this. Ooh, here we go. Oh my so, goodness. Here's a dramatic reading of our Kurt Puck uh slash fic that we're reading today. As the overwhelming majority of utterances to come out of her mouth are wont to do, the pep slash the pep talk slash patronizing lecture slash narcissistic self-serving soliloquy Rachel prepares on the occasion of the first serious glee meeting after winning sectionals soon degenerates into a completely irrelevant series of firm nods, lyric quotations, and arguments to authority of Broadway variety. Okay. So whose voice do you think this is written in? Not Finn. Um, Kurt. This is... It's totally Kurt. That is just one sentence. That's the that's the inside of Kurt's brain. Um, yes. So basically, as we go on, Kurt, Kurt is in Glee Club. He's leaning on Mercedes, who recognizes his signature scent and leans into him as well, of course. Um, Mr. Schuster is, like, just not paying attention, letting Rachel do her thing. And then we pan over, and Mercedes lets Kurt know that... Is Brittany holding Santana's hand? Ooh. So this was written for some context. Let's see. To do so, March twenty fifth of twenty ten, which 
let's see, means it, it, so this was written in between sectionals airing and before Hello. So during that mid-season finale hiatus, that's when the people were like, oh. let's write fan fiction. So I, I forgot that that was the sequence of events. Yeah. So there's no Jesse St. James. Um, anything that happened after sectionals has not happened, which means I'm trying to remember. Oh. Yeah, so it ha- what has already occurred is the throwaway line from Brittany and Santana being like, yeah, if um, having sex with someone makes you dating, then me and Santana would be dating, which means yes. this person picked up on this and said, yes, lesbians, let's go. But the consequence of that means that Santana is no longer sleeping with Puck. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. What are we going to do? Let's find out. He is being... So we pan to Puck being sort of uh, lecherous to Tina, who seems very uncomfortable with this. Um, uh, Kurt tries to stand up to Tina. You're terrorizing a good friend of mine, he admonishes. And there's a rip on your sleeve. Your conduct is all around disgraceful. Okay, yeah, that's Kurt. That's Kurt. And then... Um, Puck calls Kurt a slur, which is feels pretty... Part for the course. Yeah. Because Glee was edgy. Yes. At this point, Kurt thinks Puck may use the words he uses because the specificity of them gives him an extra layer of flaky offensiveness, and he doesn't know any better. But Kurt doesn't have the strength of mind to steer him in the right direction. This goes on for a while, but let's see. We're gonna try to skip to the good part. Great. Then Perk... Perk... Oh, that would be what it was. It would be Perk. Gross. Yeah. No, it would be Pert. Pert. Or or Cuck, which is worse. Um, which is worse, yes. So then Puck and... Uh, Kurt watches uh, Puck serenade Quinn, uh, admires okay, his yeah, arms. yeah, that is happening. Yeah, he admires his okay. arms. Everyone's like, okay. He meets Puck's eye and likes stares at Finn. I'm not quite sure, but basically Puck is then going to retaliate on Kurt, blah, blah, blah. Does he get the retaliation in the fanfic, or is he just, like, now living in kind of a fear? Um, probably fear. Um, and then, yeah, and then basically it's your, uh, average, like, get-with-the-bully, uh, closet homosexual kind of story. And they fuck at the end. Okay. I'm not gonna read that out loud. But, that's, so, that's not, like, I would say... This is a standard sort of, like... Okay. Enemies to lovers kind of deal. Out of the top, uh, let's say, five uh, most liked fanfictions, four of them are Kurt and Puck. Okay. I wonder if they all have the same exact plot. Almost certainly. I didn't read all of them. But I'm curious <laughs> to know why you think that is. Uh, a Kurt and Puck kind of thing? Okay. Um, I mean, I... I I am no psychologist, but, um, I don't know. I think there is something in the, kind of like you said, like, the enemies to lovers kind of thing. Also, like, there's probably some sort of, like, projectional behavior of, like, underdog, like, queer theater kids, like, projecting themselves onto, like, the thing that's opposite them that, like, feels like it's respected or something, um... Or, like, I mean, also, like, he was a terrible person, but he was a handsome individual. He so was a handsome I'd individual. understand that there would just be some, like, flat-out lust. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
sorry, that's the dog I told you about. Yeah, um, puppy. That there might just be, <laughs> there might just be some flat out lust for the jockey football player. That's fair, and I also think Kurt as um, the character that they want, like writers wanted to focus on, because in terms of like being presented with a canon gay character, a canon queer character, like f- for sure means that it's someone that they can they know they're not like projecting onto him necessarily like his right they know he's already queer who they pair him with they know at least one party is definitely like correct basically there's a lot of fantasy hood in that but what surprised me is that i guess the way that the show shook out there wasn't that much um finn and kurt really the thing that like the show almost wanted to like tease is like what kurt would have wanted right um, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, like, I'm looking here, there's one that's, like, yeah, so many. There's Mike Chang and Kurt comes before I can find a Finn and, a Finn and Kurt one. That's cute. Um, and like I said, I am searching by, like, the ones people liked the most um, in terms of... Like the most versus, like, the number of stories. Well, I guess, yeah. um... So, okay. the, n- yeah. the number of stories, uh, it is actually, I can tell you, that there is... Okay. Uh, let's see, what am I working with? I'm working with roughly 343 fan fictions written during that time period that are in English and that have been completed. That implies that there are more, that there are a larger number of fan fictions out there, A, not in English, and B, from that point forward. I mean... Um, which is kind of terrifying. Do you want to know how many Glee fan fictions there are total? Yes. Alright, hold on. I can tell you that information. Um... To do at least on an archive of our own on AO3. Uh, if I went to fanfiction.net, which I will not because it is a hellhole, there is more. So let's see Glee, which is a show that aired for six seasons. There is 40,710 fanfictions total. Oddly enough, less than what I expected. Fair. Um, and I can tell you that out of these 343 that we're looking at today, 35 of them are Kurt and Noah. Tuckerman. Oh. This, which is the second most popular, followed by third most popular, which is Britanna, obviously. Right. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. But this is a great segue into our next work we are going to discuss, which is the okay. most popular, I'm pretty sure, the most popular Glee fanfiction ship um, across, like, not only what we are looking at today, but across all of Glee fanfiction. All right. It's the third most the, the f- most popular one is something we will get to in another season. Um, okay. Oh, wow. You'll, you'll know it when you see it. Is uh, the ship of Rachel Berry and Quinn Fabre. Really? So, set 47 stories of these 343 are Rachel and Quinn ones. It's a really popular ship that is, like, where's the... I mean, I know where the basis for it is, but... But, like, in canon... Give me lesbians or give me death. But, they like, people were like, okay, Brittany and Santana, but especially in season one, they were so, like, sidetracked. Um, right. That instead we get the, like, mean girl... And it's almost the same as the Puck and Kurt one, the sort of, like, it enemies is. to lovers, um, getting yes. with your bully. Okay. Um, so I've not yeah. really read much of this one. Um, but I do want to let you know that this is the most popular Quinn and Rachel fic. 
and it is also a sky-high AU, which means someone's like, I think I will take the Glee characters and put them in the world of Sky High. Isn't that a DCOM? No! Ooh, was Sky High in theaters? It, it does have, like, Disney Channel stank all over it. <laughs> One of the okay, but I, but is it, it is Okay, it, but it is the movie about, like, the children that are, like, learning to be superheroes, so they go to a high school literally in the sky, ergo Sky High. That's exactly what okay. it is! Oh, okay, this is so, bonkers all uh, over the so place. So you've seen Sky High. Um, no, I mean, not for a very long time, but yes. But it's the son of two superheroes. He goes to the high school. His powers don't show up right away. Um, and so he gets put with the sidekicks. And then um, the Dean from Community is there, and he plays a clown. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Good. And also, one of the main characters' name is War and Peace, which is uh, arguably hilarious. Yeah, I like that, honestly. I love that. So in this alternative universe where the Glee characters are also sky high, um, Rachel takes on our titular role of, well, I guess it's not a titular, he's, she's not the sky high, our main character, <laughs> Rachel Berry as the sky high, um, <laughs> she, that she is the one who has no powers but is trying to go to magic school. Um, Finn appears to be uh, her best friend in this. Uh, okay. Finn is the one who can grow trees, like the Panna Baker and the other one. Okay. <laughs> and Again, like, my knowledge of Sky High, the fact that I remember that much about Sky High to begin with is miraculous. Don't expect me to know anything else about Sky High. I'm okay. guessing the Shark Boy of Shark Boy and Lava Girl of also the Twilight universe might also be there. Is that true? <laughs> Taylor Lautner is not here. Never mind. Ta that's more Spy Kids, which is different. That's like okay, sure. I'm confusing my Disney Channel universes. <laughs> uh, Sky High has no uh, Spy Kids has nothing to do with with Disney Channel. You're right. My bad. That's on me. Um, and in this world, Quinn seems to be the daughter of an evil villain, and wow. If this were going to be a true alternative universe, Rachel would realize she loves Finn, her best friend, at the end. Um, after defeating Quinn, who was mean to her and used her, presumably. This one's very long. I'm not going to read all of it. <laughs> um, I am curious about uh, what powers she gets, but I don't think I want to read it. <laughs> you haven't read it yet? I just found this one um, right before we started recording, and I saw that oh it was a Sky God. High you. Um, but instead, she's going to end up uh, dating Quinn. Let's just... Oh my god, it's so long. All of these exist in my history now. She sends to encourage Quinn to go speak to her supervillain mother who is in jail. Um, Mr. Schuster starts a gay-straight alliance. Um, good. <laughs> another, another thing where we're like, nobody asked you, Shu. Also, someone... I think her superhero name is White Girl? Hold on. All right. From a racial perspective, or just like I don't like, she's like the absence of color. Either way, and like I her, and her superpower is just like blending into things or something, or reflecting light. I don't know. I misread it. It's Whirl Girl, which doesn't make any more sense than White Girl. But please spell that for me. W H I R L, Whirl Girl. Okay, fine. Um, Whirl Girl. Yes. Oh. 
Whirl Girl is her is is the Adina Menzel of this world, um, the one where Rachel's m true mom, but she doesn't know because she has two gay dads. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Whirl Girl was in a mental hospital for schizophrenia, so which makes um, Rachel a little bit crazy. That's a quote. I don't think that's good knowledge. Um, so that's someone who was like, I want them to be gay together, but I don't really like the whole Glee universe. I think I will put them into superhero high school. I want to know who's writing these things. Um, probably like, I don't teenagers. Uh, sure. I mean, like, I don't have... This is truly not a judgment thing. Mm -hmm. I am just genuinely curious as to who these people are. Um, well, this person has written 22 other Glee fanfictions... All in 2010. So this one is a Jesse St. James and Rachel Berry one. Also a sure. Noah, a, a Puck and Kurt, a Quinn and Santana. Mm. Most of these seem to be, like, within the Glee universe. This this one just seems to be... Uh, a, Way out there. A, but it did really well. Good oh, for it. Oh, this one's Tina and Santana. That's not one I anticipated. That's interesting. So... Yes, there's that. That's something. Um, speaking of worlds colliding, this one is yes. just like a reunion fic coming okay. back. To, but also, everything about it, it's, it's also about Kurt dating Puck. The only thing weird about it is that Chad and Ryan from High School Musical are there. Doing what? So just, they go to the school, too. Fine. Um, okay. Oh, man, I am imagining now the universe in which, like, Sharpay and Ryan are at McKinley High. Because you know that it would be Sharpay versus Rachel Berry. Yes. Like, that would be the whole thing. It would be, like, um, what's that Ryan Murphy show that where he basically, like, um, recreated the rivalry of, I think, like, Joan Crawford and... Mate, Betty Davis? Oh, like, yeah, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't forget know, what it's called, but... but, like, it would basically be, like, a, a young millennial version of that, of just, like, two queen bees sabotaging each other and, like, maybe reconciling by the end? Who fucking knows? I, in the fanfiction, they would end up dating. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I seem to have been... I'm mildly surprised that that hasn't shown up yet. I bet I could find you one. Um, and this one, as it turns out, that... Uh, Kurt meets Chad and Ryan from High School Musical after he graduates and brings them to his high school reunion, presumably to show off um, Ryan and Chad. Chad is which one? Uh, Troy Bolton's best friend. Okay, the Corbin Blue character. Corbin Blue. Um, and people think they were dating because they switched clothes in High School Musical too. Ryan and Ryan and what's his Ryan and Chad? Yes. After they sing. Okay, was this at the same time? Uh, as Glee. Yeah. Let's see when High School Musical 2 came out. Uh, in High School Musical 2, there's they sing a whole number about how they don't dance, and it's about playing baseball. That came out in 2007. And at the end of that okay. number, um, Chad and Ryan have switched clothes. Right. I vaguely remember that in the periphery. And so everyone was like, that's kind of suspicious. What were you doing <laughs> that caused you to change into each other's outfits? Oh. So that's why they're here. Um... It is a beautiful story where I think Kurt and Puck end up making out in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, it ends with them holding hands and reintroducing each other. Uh, 
to introduce themselves to each other. So, okay, we've talked a lot about some pretty wholesome fix, um, some this odd is things. Okay, go on. Those were no, wholesome. Please, go on. Okay, I mean, okay, fine. Yeah, you're right. Sure. Okay, go on. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. But let's say I did a secondary search where instead of searching by the ones that have the most likes, I searched by the ones that have the most comments, which isn't necessarily much different, but it's just a different way to order them. And what I found there um, upset me. So I'm going to tell you about the most commented fic on that I read most of um, because I felt like I had to for you, um, which is... Thank you for your service. You're welcome. It is a story uh, featuring the relationship between Quinn Fabre and Will Schuster. Oh. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Go so on. So this one was written, um, oh, my goodness, Christmas Eve of 2009. Um, wow, someone had time on their hands. So once again, it came out in between sectionals, um, but before Hello came out. So that's that same hiatus. And I'm going to give you the rundown. I'll, I'll tell you a couple lines. But basically, uh, Quinn runs into Will sleeping at school. He was still sleeping in school after he got kicked off of sectionals. Yes. Um, yes, yes, Quinn yes, is also yes. trying to sleep in the school because she has, now that Puck has discovered as the baby daddy uh she got kicked out of finn's house and in this yes. world she doesn't go live with puck instead she goes to try to sleep at the school runs into mr schuster and he says why don't you come and stay with me for a while quinn has discovered will sleeping in the school and she says like she basically almost threatens him like well i found you sleeping in the school too and so he offers to let her stay with him in his new apartment uh quote he knows it's probably the worst idea in the world that she's a student, and she's probably going to tell the principal he's a pervert, but he can't help it. She is one of his and his glee kids that he likes so much, and seeing her in pain like that, he just had to do something about it. I mean, call Child Protective Services or something. She is 16 right now in this. Um, yeah. Is that too old for Child Protective Services? I don't think so. Because, um, like, she still needs a legal guardian and place to live. Right? And it shouldn't be with her teacher. Um, it should not be with her teacher, unless that teacher is your parent and Will Schuster is not her parent. Correct. Um, he goes grocery shopping. Uh, he hesitates at the grocery store. He decides not to buy his usual case of beer, but he does buy ice cream and pickles, even if it seems a little cliche. Um, oh, because she's pregnant, right. Yes. Okay, sure. She rings his doorbell. She shows up at his house. She's holding a pillow close to her heart, and suddenly she seems very 16. Ugh. Oh, no. He's, she sleeps in his bed. He sleeps on the couch. Um, okay. They, I would say that starts out kosher enough, but clearly not. Um, he doesn't sleep much. He's kind of wigged out by the situation. They have breakfast together. They say, we probably shouldn't show up at the same car, so he drops her off a block away, and they can't make eye contact with each other during Spanish class. I forgot in this whole thing that he's a Spanish, Spanish teacher. Yes. At the end of the day, he's their Spanish teacher. And then he asks what she's planning to do for Christmas. He gets, she gets sad because she has nowhere to go. Neither does he. And she says, you know, I might try to beg, call my parents and beg for forgiveness because it's Christmas. And he says, you should. I mean, if, they, if you want to, you're going to have a baby in three months, Quinn, and I'm sure they're going to want to know their granddaughter, and you're going to need help. <sighs> All right, this is where the turn comes for me. Oh, Lord. She says... Actually, I kind of thought that you were going to help me, Mr. Shu, but if you want me to find more appropriate help somewhere, 
dot 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 literally dot 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 wait the, it's written out dot 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 no it's an ellipses but um oh okay sure 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 and then he feels a lot of weird things he doesn't want her to go away but he wants to take care of her and her baby it was almost his baby after all what um it was what it was gonna be his baby if terry succeeded in stealing it oh yeah okay um, I thought this was implicating... That they had already fucked, no. Implying, yes, that, okay. Mm. Okay. He's thinking, Go on. I almost stole that baby. <laughs> um, but the appropriate part of her sentence quiets that thought, and the only thing he says out loud is, you can call me Will, you know, when we're home. Quinn seems to calm oh, down no. when he says, home. They change the subject, and then he goes out and buys a Christmas present for her and for the baby. I hate it. Um, they watch Christmas movies, uh, on Christmas Eve, they sing along, alright, and then it gets weird, she falls asleep on his shoulder, um, she nuzzles his neck when trying to wake up, and he, he gets emotions, they go through, uh, present giving, she, she, he gave her, uh, two books, he gave her A Tree Grows in Brooklyn's and Great Expectations, uh, which apparently both have coming-of-age themes. Okay, I was like, what, in case you need to read between contractions? Like, yeah. what? And, uh, he gave, also bought her some pajamas for the baby. And he says, I know you... you're not sure if you're trying to keep the baby. And she says, don't, Will, I love it. And she gives him a big hug, because she did, and the baby kicks while they're hugging, and it feels weird, and her hair smells like strawberries. Uh, <laughs> Okay. The weirdness of it all should probably hit him, but instead he caresses her back slowly and buries his face in her hair. Okay. She He goes to her next doctor's appointment with her. The doctor asks if he's the father. Um, he says he's not, but he doesn't say, like, no, I'm her teacher. Uh, she They go shopping together. They get Chinese. There's an uncomfortable okay. moment where they brush up against each other. This reads to me... And I have not seen a whole lot of these, but this reads to me like a rejected Hallmark movie. I could see why. Like, and again, I don't mean this in any offensive way towards the writer of the story or Hallmark movies in general. Some of my best friends love Hallmark movies. Yeah. But this, to me, reads like, like, okay, we would have bought your script but do they gotta be teacher and student? Mm -hmm. And the writer went, yup, and they went, we'll call you. Yeah, it's... I was just thinking about how... So, uh, we had just... We just in our uh, crossover episode re-Glee um, porn parody, and I think it was Nick who said, like, it's easier to think about these characters as adults because the cast is all adults. Yes. And I feel like that's playing into it here, that... You're trying not Absolutely. to think about it as a 16-year-old and her 32-year-old teacher. Um, well, what I'm thinking of, mm -hmm. like, and I don't know if this crosses over in any way in any of the fan fictions you've picked up, but I am thinking about how Leah Michelle and Matthew Morrison did date during this process. They did. So, they did. Two consenting legal adults, I guess that kind of, like, smooths out these rough edges in a way, but... It's still, it's wild. Yeah. 
It is. And but and I think there was this moment in the season one where like Quinn and Will hug that I've seen references to why people like were looking for this kind of pairing. Um, that I guess people thought looked like they had chemistry. It's probably after okay. maybe I don't remember exactly when it is, but I know it happens when he's trying to be like supportive. I and vaguely remember, yeah. Don't worry, people have written definite a lot of um, Rachel and Will fanfiction too. Sure. All of it horny. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And like oddly enough, to me, that's probably the least surprising, if nothing else, because of a the uh off uh offset dating and all yeah and be the whole um episode where she is stalking mr schuster yeah so that makes a lot of sense um anyway so will is, is trying to they're trying to figure out an alibi for themselves now that they're going back to school that like oh quinn where are you living and they shouldn't be able to answer that he's not like looking for new places for her yeah. a quote he doesn't want her to catch on to some great idea and leave him all alone in this small apartment that already smells like her. Weird. And it then That's says... A yikes. It That's gets, a yikes. Would you believe it gets worse? He needs yes. someone to care about. With Terry and his non-daughter gone, with Emma gone, he wants to keep making dinner for someone. He wants to be able to break out into song and have someone do the harmonies. Not that they a did... A dude wrote this. No. A dude definitely wrote this. I, I can't tell, actually. That's not part of the authorship, but it's possible. Um, okay. She, they keep living together. They, uh, she lies to Puck when he offers, and and Rachel offers. She just is like, no, I want to keep living where I'm living, and doesn't tell that she's living at her teacher's house. <sighs> okay. Does it ever say where she says she's living? No. When people ask. Okay, so it she's just, like, I'm fine where I am, and everyone's like, okay, good enough. It says she lies smoothly. Sure. This is a very funny bit. So they go to regionals. He sings that leaving on a jet plane. Oh, they sit, they're singing at home and he's singing leaving on a jet plane to her. And uh, she says, she gasps and says, Will, this baby must love her John Denver. She's kicking so much. And Will feels her her stomach. And then she says, I think I'd like to name her Diana. Which is extremely funny because that is, of course, um, the name of... The actress. The actress, yeah. Um, but in this case, it's for the Supremes? And then decides that she's going to keep the baby. Um, and then he smiles okay. and kisses the top of her head with her his hand still on her belly. And they just oh, no. stay like that for a while. Oh, no. They get Is a, it over yet? No, we're not even halfway through, baby. Oh, no. I have a question, but I think you're going to answer it soon, so I'm going to keep it to myself. All Go right. On. We'll hold questions till the end. Uh, they do a yes. bake sale to do a baby shower for Quinn. Um, it's very nice. Um, everyone, <laughs> they go to, everyone wears party hats and they sing Will, Liz Fair's Whip Smart, somehow working in the extra syllables of daughter to replace son. <laughs> I, I think I know what my 31st birthday is going to be. Is it the Quinn Fabray's uh, fan fiction baby shower where they sing Liz Fair? Yep. Yep. Beautiful. And Rachel picks up that they're living with, they're living together. Um, Quinn begs Rachel not to tell anyone. Rachel, how'd you find out? He asks. Well, I'm a little psychic, she answers. I also worried and I checked out the address Quinn gave us at the beginning of the term. They said you weren't there, so I, did, I won't tell anyone you're here. So Rachel is now in on the secret uh, and she seems fine with it. She thinks the nursery they've decorated is very cute. Aww. 
Uh, so they they go they go to um, regionals. He has a dream that uh, Quinn gives birth right before they uh, right after they right as they get on stage. Uh, so like I said, okay. this happens. This I'm pretty sure if I was correct that this there is no canon for how regionals went. So right. he, he wasn't this uh, pretty spot on. Pretty yeah. spot on. Uh, she wakes him up in the middle of the night because the baby's coming. They go to the hospital mm. together. They, she's born. She, he's like, do you want me to... He's there for the birth. Um, sure, sure. Gives her uh-huh. lots of yeah, sure, forehead uh-huh. kisses. Offers to call Puck, and she's like, I don't want you to go. I know it's his baby and he should be here, but there's no way we'll be able to explain the situation while you're here. Um, Why is he so, giving her forehead kisses in public? So, because they need Puck there, they call Rachel to ask for help, and she does, like, some sort of weird magic to bring Puck there. And they're like, why is Finn here? Puck doesn't care. Uh, now she has a baby, she's taking care of it. Uh, Will feels bad that he can't be home with them all the time. She comes with them to the competition Di- with the baby Diana, which is funny. They talk about the baby. Will feels jealous, looking, watching Quinn and Puck discussing the baby. He, he wants to bring her back to him, and sli- so he wants to make their thighs touch again. And they, they Okay, details. They sit with their thighs touching, and she wraps her foot around his ankle, and his breath starts to quicken. Okay. And it, it starts to get uncomfortable there. But So their legs are pressed together, but she's talking to Puck, so now it starts to get... We're about halfway through now. Only halfway through, okay. Yep. Uh, they beat Vocal Adrenaline. Congratulations. Good for them. Yep. She goes home. She's singing. They, they're singing songs together, dancing around the kitchen. I think he's still sleeping on the couch at this point, which is also a long time to be sleeping on your couch as a grown man. Right, because the the timeline between sectionals and regionals, how long was that again? Oh, God. I don't know. I guess, like, that was, like, a couple... That's gotta have been, like, a semester's In glee time, it could have been three days, six months. We'll never know. 84 minutes. Okay, so now, about halfway through, uh, they've worked out a system where he... the, The baby comes to school, I think, and Will watches the baby during his free period while she's in class, and maybe also someone else is helping. The baby comes to rehearsal. Sometimes Puck watches her. Okay. Um, and now they're watching TV together. The baby was crying and he walks around the apartment, like trying to shush the baby and he goes to put her back in his crib and about to go back to the couch. And she says, you can stay here, you know? And he, even though he knows it's a bad idea, he drops into the bed and they fall asleep in the same bed together. Okay. He tries very hard to rationalize their sleeping in the same bed. Obviously, there are advantages. He's closer when Diana wakes up, for one, and he can get to her without waking up Quinn. Also, he doesn't have to make and unmake the uh, bed on the couch twice a day, and his clothes are in the bedroom's closet. The main argument, though, is mostly how blurry their relationship has become. Quinn is a teenage girl, but she's also a mother. She's his student, but she's also his roommate. He talks to her about... She's his roommate. They talk about their days... And she, he, he, she answers like an equal. They share the bed platonically. Okay. He's, only wo- he's only woken up holding her once or twice, and he wasn't touching her in any places he shouldn't. I mean, to be fair, I've had to share beds on, like, trips and stuff, mm-hmm. and I've woken up with someone, r- not random person, but with a bunkmate spooning me. It happens. It happens! It's just a little platonic bed sharing between teacher and student. It was never my teacher, though. Full disclosure. It was never my teacher. 
um, dance rehearsals get tricky. He's trying to show Kurt how he's supposed to be holding Quinn, and his hands are on Quinn's hips, and she's pressing it back against him, moving her hips a little, and then he oh, starts no. to get a boner in the middle of class. I was gonna say, he cannot be getting an erection right now. Yep. The baby starts to cry, though, and he, he goes to take care of her instead. And he goes and sits next to her during rehearsal. And he, she puts his hand on her leg, and he says, this is a dangerous game to be playing, Quinn. Dude, can they just not afford a daycare? Like, I know teachers don't make a whole lot of money, but... It seems like they maybe have a daycare. I think the baby's not here at this point. I'm not really sure where the baby is well, at this exact moment. Sure, but the baby... It feels like the baby's there a lot when the baby could be at daycare. Yeah, although daycare's very expensive. Um, right. So now, it's one of Puck's nights with the baby, and they're sitting at the table, having just eaten dinner talking about future performances and she looks him in the eye and no first she puts his hands on his thigh and there's something different in her eyes like she's trying to test his limits and she says i think i'll quit spanish next year he says what um she says she's gonna quit taking spanish um she says resting her head on his shoulder her mouth tickling his neck and he goes why you don't think i'm a good teacher he teases kissing her on her head and she says i just don't want to I don't want to be your student anymore. And he says, mm. oh, teasing. Or no, there's enough bitterness in his words that he goes, so we can tell the world about our love? What? And she says, not the world, but maybe ourselves. And then she kisses okay. him on his cheek and says, I'm in love with you, Will Schuster. You're 16. Okay, we're almost at the end. Uh, yep, they kiss. She thinks she says you're the greatest person I've ever met to Will, which is absolutely not true. I second that, yeah. And then his whole body is saying finally, and they kiss. And then they absolutely, there's just two paragraphs of them fucking. I knew it. That was going to be my question was like, do they fuck? Oh, absolutely they fuck. Yeah, okay. And then it ends ends with this last little vignette, like little couplet of six months later after the fucking. Oh. Diana calls him daddy for the first time as he picks her up to go to sleep in the brand new baby room. He's not sure whose smile is the biggest as Quinn kisses them both. Okay, um, couple questions. Let's, Ian, the floor is yours. I've now just read Um, to you most of, um, (laughs) a, a story about Quinn and Will falling in love and fucking. What are your thoughts, feelings, concerns? Um, a lot of concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how, how, how mm-hmm. have they just not, how have they gotten away with this? It first seems of like all? everyone's decided to just be cool with it. Okay, sure. Okay, it is Ohio, which <laughs> I don't know why I said that makes no sense. It um, is Ohio. Second of all, the baby room, is that still that craft room? Or no, is it implied so- that. In this, in this fic, it's actually explained that Will has just moved into a new one-bedroom apartment by himself, um, which is why he was sleeping on the couch, and then there was only one bed. The crib... Oh, okay. The okay, crib was sure, in sure. the bedroom, so it made sense for them to sleep together, but it seems like by the end of this, six months later, which means the baby is, okay, probably just six old months. enough. Like, that means the baby's gotta be, like, eight months at the most, maybe a year, and already calling him daddy, which is... Not really realistic. Advanced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but where's the baby room? In the new... It's implied, I think, that they get a new place oh, together. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That wow, they've just so... given into their relationship. Uh, okay. Again, concerns, but go on. Um, 
Uh, I will say, I skimmed this really quick, like, before I, like, was like, yes, this is something we need to talk about. And I read that last paragraph, because I was like, oh no, did they fuck? They did. Um, but the fa- yep. the problem with naming the baby Diana is that it confused my brain. So I read it, and read the baby called him daddy, and my brain said, yes, Quinn. And I was like, uh-oh, this took a weird turn. <laughs> uh-oh. Oh, man. Mm-mm. Oh, God. Little I don't need that. Know. I mean. Oh, man. Oh, God. It's not wrong, I guess, if that's what they're going for. Look, I know you have, I know you don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of the fanfiction, mm-hmm. but I'm sure if you look, not even for long enough, I'm sure it wouldn't take you too long to find a Schuster slash, I don't know, Rachel Quinn, f- fuck it, yeah, Ben Kurt Puck, whomever, someone where with. one of them, where one of them calls him daddy in it. Mm-hmm. That's gotta be out there. Someone wants to call Will Schuster daddy, and I hate that. I hate that that sentence yep. has come out of my house, um, oh, my God. mouth. In your house, yeah. It's in my house. Accurate. I I need to like do some cleansing that I've let. It is that now haunted. Yeah. Thought. Um, yeah, so that is, people, and I was reading through the comments, because, like I said, it was the most commented on, and I was like, oh, are people, like, commenting, like, hey, you shouldn't have done this, but no, everyone's (laughs) like, everyone's like, this was so well done, I definitely thought they had, I wasn't expecting to like this pairing, but I loved it, and I was like, okay, I guess. The, oh, no, thank you, the internet, sit down. I bet I can't. Let's hold on. Let's just do an on-the-fly search right here. Um, So, yeah, that was three samples of Glee fanfiction. Do you have any time? Um, So, what we've, what I think I've learned from this is that people were like, "This show is already pretty gay, but it could be more gay." Yeah, Um, especially for two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during the hiatus is definitely like the mid-season hiatus is when most authors seem to have been writing, which makes sense because if you can't watch it every week, you got to get your Glee fix somehow. Um, and that people thought Matthew Morrison was attractive. It all comes back to the collective 2009 metaphorical boner for Matthew Morrison. What I do find kind of interesting is most of those... Uh, Sky High fic notwithstanding, were, like, what we would call canon. They took place within the Glee universe in, like, Glee Club. People weren't like, let me take these characters and put them into the Regency era, or um, they're in a band together, which would have made a lot of sense, or what's another one? Uh, They all work in a coffee shop together. People People were happy at the time with the high school Glee setting. They just wanted Kurt to have a boyfriend. Um, hey, good for them. That's like not, that's not something to sneeze at. You know what I'm going to call that? Foreshadowing. Ooh, okay. Okay. I also think it's really telling that a lot of them were not with Finn, even though that was like, people could be like, oh, whatever's going on there is not healthy. I mean, uh-huh. kind of like the, the, like the, uh, forcing this attraction to Matthew Morrison on us. Like, yeah. they, they really wanted us to be attracted to Cory Monteith. And I didn't want to. Me neither. I'm glad that one of them had Chad Danforth and Ryan uh, show up from High School Musical. I think that's pretty fun. That's apropos, I would say. Oh, I did just find one that uh, looks awful and I will not be clicking it. And But it was written pretty recently and it is Will and Finn. 
And I think the daddy thing comes up in that one, which makes sense. Ooh, okay. I mean, okay, sure. I mean, okay. It's fine. It's fine. Mm, it's uh, fine. Not, it's fine. I would absolutely never yuck anyone's yum. My only issue comes absolutely, with the fact of course. that I loathe um, Will Schuster as a character, so. Mm. Yeah. And, I don't want to uh, see him but... get happiness. And the whole daddy thing is just still, you know, still it's, weird to me. And especially when it is with canonically, like, underage and teacher relationships. Even more so. Let's not do that, please. Boy. Well, this was eye-opening. Yeah, so my Even plan... Even though I... Go on. My, my plan is, at the end of season two, we'll go through and see what was written during that time. And I guarantee you, things are gonna shift. I love that. I'm actually pretty much... Not pretty much. I'm pretty looking forward to that i'm very much looking forward to that because this is fascinating to me does it make uh, you want well, to read a fan that, like, fiction i mean kind of like if nothing else just to see like what are these people thinking mm -hmm. because like you get literally one version of this and that's i guess the good thing about fanfic is that like you can really just take these characters and do whatever you want with them exactly like put them in a coffee shop um <laughs> like put them in a coffee shop I will say, I've read, pre this podcast, I've read a non-zero amount of Glee fanfiction. I believe it. Sometimes I'm like, what are people thinking? Um, and I, sometimes you just, like, things get really down, and you're like, God, I just want these people to be happy for, like, one second. Can sure. you please just give me a couple thousand words of just, like, people having a nice time together with yeah, no drama? totally. I respect it. Sometimes you just want them to go on a date. And it's nice. And there's just, like, so much, like... What's the word? I don't know. There's just so much of, like, people just... Like, writing people just not happy. Or, like... Mm -hmm. Like, slow burns. Or, like, you think, like, it's gonna work out. And then there's a twist. And everybody's sad again. Which is such a bummer. So, I get that, Karina. I am... I'm here for it. Um, to let you... Uh, as, like, a final sort of roundup, I've done a one final sort, which is to sort them by date. So these are the ones that came out towards the end of the season. So, like, uh -huh. early June. Um, there is uh, Kurt and Mike Chang meeting up six years after uh, the events of first season, like, meeting up in New That's York. Um, there's a Finn and Kurt one that looks like it's weird. Uh, there's another yep. Quinn and Will... Uh, titled, okay. titled Don't Stand So Close to Me. Fine. There's another very weird one that I don't want to read at all, but the summary <laughs> is, the summary is Bert discovers what else Kurt keeps in his hope chest. Sorry, Bert. Oh and my whatever, god. Whatever that implies, I don't want to look forward to it. Oh my god. And then here's one where, uh, Finn, Quinn, Kurt, and Rachel all, um, decide to be together, it looks like. Finn, Quinn, Kurt, Rachel, as, like, yeah. a quadruple? I guess. Sure. I will say, a lot of these are by the same person, which means good for them. Yeah. Oh, and, ooh, here's one that is both Rachel and Jesse, and also Jesse, St. James, and Shelby. So, Jonathan Groff and Adina Menzel. Which makes sense, okay. because, after, like, you know, after that weird eye contact they had while Jesse was making out with Rachel, you'd be like... Okay, this maybe seems like it bakes the boundaries of a student-teacher relationship, so... Yes, yes, yes. This is the problem. When you cast adults as teens alongside other adults as adults, it opens up some weird gates for you. It opens up some weird fucking gates. 
Well, that is sort of an unofficial way to wrap up season one of Glee. Yeah. In our semi-annual Glee fanfiction book club. Oh, well, what a a pleasure to be a part of this new book club. And now it won't be a surprise, because you'll know what we're doing at the end of uh, next year. Oh, I I actually look forward to it. I'm very interested to see, uh, because I know, like... From what I know, there are some, like, well-loved characters, or at least one that enters mm-hmm. on season two, episode one. Yeah. So, knowing that um, some fan favorites are about to come down the pipeline, um, I'm interested to see what happens with all of that, and then with the subsequent fan fiction. Yes. Um, yes. Your taste of season t- seasons to come. Um, but so thank you, and I know Ian. this is your... Yeah, of course. And I know this is going to be your favorite season. Yes, up there for sure. I think too. They really they're getting their they're getting that money. They're getting weird, but not that weird. Yeah. Some good people come onto this cast. Amazing. So, all right. Well, Ian, thank you for being willing to be a guinea pig, and I mean, accepting the surprise. Thank you for being my podcast partner on this. Always. Um. So I guess that was the Glee fanfiction roundup. Um, yes. The semi-annual Glee fanfiction book club. If you have any fanfictions you want me to read, send them to send them to me on through Twitter. Send them to gleeaggressive at gmail.com. I promise you, if you send it to me, I will read it. Um, will I be happy about it? Probably not. But you know, for uh, you for know my what? art, for send my craft, it, send it to send it to us, and I will read it as well. I will yes. do this with you. We will have a fun fan fiction reading party. If it's it can if it's something that you're like, hey, this is legitimately very good. We love those. If it's like, look at this wild thing that someone wrote. You know, we love those too. And if you choose to write one specifically for this podcast, yes. all the power to you. Write write oh write ugly fan fiction that fixes all the issues we've brought up about season one. Yeah, do it. <sighs> But uh, to, you can send those to gleeaggressive at gmail.com. You can find this podcast elsewhere on Twitter and Instagram at gleeaggressive. Uh, you can also technically like us on Facebook now. Um, yeah. If that's where you like to get your information, we have a Facebook page, which is We have Glee a Facebook page now. You need it to make Instagram work well. Ian, where can people find you? You can find me at ibroski on Twitter and Instagram, uh, ianjbrodsky.com, and at... Uh ibrods on tiktok which is kind of dormant lately but fine um also by the time this comes out i will have like i i have an album coming out soon um it's still up in the air but it's coming your way um if you're in new york city on my birthday come see uh i'm performing at rockwood music hall stage three yes plug Um, that show yes and of course i mentioned it here a because i have to because it's plug time and Mm -hmm. b because um I know we're not going to be starting season two until September yeah. after Karina gets married again. Second and wedding. Second wedding to the same guy. Um, <laughs> it's not like she got divorced and remarried. No, just doing it again. But yeah, so um, that. Um, yes. Where can people find you, Karina? Uh, well, first of all, I want to say definitely go see Ian perform because he is what some might call a man of many talents. Thank a great so new much. talent. Um, Aw, thanks. We're all very proud of Ian. Um, but Thank if you, you are all. looking to find me, I guess you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Epic Adventure of. Um, if you, depending on when this drops, if it drops before 
September 4th. Um, it you will. can go, you can go to my TikTok and help me choose which One Direction song will be played at my wedding. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Ian, I saw you commented and you didn't <laughs> offer an opinion, so. And I saw your response and I stand by it. That's not an answer. It is for me. Fine. So if you uh, go to my TikTok and help me choose which of these three One Direction songs that I'm going to be playing at my wedding. Um, with the express permission of the groom. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us, folks. Ian, it's always a pleasure. And I guess... Always a pleasure. Does reading these fan fictions make you want to watch Glee again? Sure. Does it make you want to read your own fan fiction? Um... Wait, my own fan fiction of, like, read it on my own or read fan fiction about me? Both. Or read fan fiction that I wrote? Uh, any of that. I'll go with a yes. Great. Um, well, wonderful. <laughs>